You're listening to a Talent Miles Talks podcast produced by Talent Miles, the company using digital approaches to create more dialogue and learning in teams and faster change in companies. Hello, my name is Thomas Piet Eriksson and I will be moderating this podcast and quickly introduce the guests that we had. We in Talent Miles are, are uh, happy that we could also uh, have Patrick Fure, the co-founder at Talent Miles, and he's well, as well the adjunct professor at Hult International Business School. Uh, we also had Anna Ockborn, uh, she, she's the vice president of operations and uh, senior consultant at uh, Selim International. Uh, we also had Osama Labib, he's the founder and the CEO for Aklia, a Singapore-based startup that is uh, the commonalities of these three guests, I guess, that they all are in one way or another working with gamification uh, as uh, their offer in the companies that they are running. Uh, some of the topics and the themes we uh, discovered and explored in the podcast that you will soon hear uh, is a part of the definition of what it could be and, and the reasons why companies should have more uh, or less gamification in their learning offer, we tried to understand what could be the key elements and the drivers to, uh, to both design game-based learning, but also what are the reasons for the student or the learner to, uh, to uh, enjoy this uh, more than a traditional uh, learning situation. We um, tried to see uh, uh, if there is any reasons to believe that the research and uh, uh, the academic world had proven if the transfer of knowledge was more effective in a game-based learning solution than a traditional one. And in the end, we uh, uh, thought that we could also outline uh, what could be preventing this trend to grow uh, or what is it? Uh, uh, what are the reasons to uh, to uh, to believe that this should be growing, and we should see more of game-based uh, learning solutions in the future? So, with these word, uh, words, words, <laughs> uh, I want to welcome you again uh, as a listener, and um, uh, hope that you enjoy some of the discussions and the findings that the the four of us uh, had during this podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for, for joining me in this podcast run by Talent Miles. Um, today, we are really scattered and, and we are not sitting in the same room. Uh, and I will just uh, explain that I'm sitting in Stockholm, Thomas, and I will be moderating this. And where do we have you, Patrick? I'm sitting in Helsinki, actually at the office, Good. company office, Talent Miles. Yes. And uh, Osama, where, where are you situated right now? I'm based in Singapore. Oh, you're based in Singapore. That's true. And Anna, where, where do we have you today? South of Sweden, uh, Lund. Yes. In Lund. I'm working from home right now. Good. Yeah. Super. So, so welcome, everyone. And, and as I um, have been uh, explaining before, we will uh, discover and discuss and certain uh, uh, perspectives and angles on gamification in online learning today. And uh, I have um, uh, a startup question that I want uh, all of the three of you to 
to to uh, address and answer uh, a little bit. And then, if you don't mind, Anna, I will start with you from from your lookout tower in in in, in Lund and working for Selimi. Uh, why uh, why should companies to uh, consider to have gamification in their learning offer, according to you? Um, oh, there's so many reasons, but I'll take a couple of them. Uh, I think it's a great way to mobilize people because it's a very uh, good way of en uh, creating engagement and empowerment. Uh, it's also a way to create pull rather than push, I would say, uh, from the format and, and the way that uh, gamification works. Uh, I would also say that it's a fantastic way to let people try out uh, new behaviors. So uh, you actually are active, uh, you are doing things, uh, you get to, to be active uh, in a game or in a gamified solution. Uh, so from that perspective, it is also a very good uh, way to create business performance and let people uh, identify and tap into new potentials. So mm. yeah, mm. that's uh, some a short summary of <laughs> A yeah. lot of things that can and, be said. <laughs> and thank you, Anna. And, and you will be able to expand and come back to those things because you, you really um, crunch a lot of good things uh, uh, by that explanation. But let's go to Singapore and Us. You are running a startup company from, from Southeast Asia. And uh, from your lookout tower, what, what, uh, what do you see? What are the reasons for companies to have uh, to consider gamification in, in their learning offer? I think there's many three reasons. Number one is there's a demographic element to it. Um, you see that there are more and more millennials um, that are taking managerial position in um, in any organization globally. And, and I think we have to meet the learners where they are. And these are people who grew up with technology and, and games around them. Um, I think the second uh, point is the fact that this is an employer branding advantage for organizations. Um, and especially in Asia, it's really difficult to retain and attract employees. And I think the better experiences you provide employees in your organization, the easier it is to attract them and retain them. Um, and the last one is, is what Anna said. I think it's, it's really a, a safe environment and a result-driven approach. And, and I think we'll get back to that, to the uh, why gamification can be better and drive better results than, than other standard and traditional learning um, experiences, I would say. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go east from Sweden, at least. Um, mm. uh, Patrick, um, Talent Miles and your lookout uh, tower. Uh, how do you see this and, and why should companies consider well, I think uh, we heard very good answers already, and I can only agree with them. Uh, from my perspective, I think gamification and gamified elements uh, drive uh, engagement. So you get a lot more, um, you, you appeal not only to the rational mind, but also, you, you know, you, you get, instead of only the brain, <laughs> Uh, you get uh, you get the heart as well and the gut. You know, you, uh, it's a fuller learning experience. And uh, through this, depending on what kind of gamified elements you have, um, we are able to also put that, as Anna said, um, put some things into practice. Um, you you can do experimentation, uh, small scale, and even in a larger scale which is something that is, let's say, traditional methods, if we put it black and white, so traditional education 
has not been able to accomplish. So I think there are several several benefits, and these will only increase as technology improves and develops. Uh, thank you. Uh, that is a, a good start, I think. And, and let's go back and see if we can explore a little bit more of those reasons and also toss and turn them uh, upside down, hopefully. Uh, but before, for our listeners, maybe it is uh, important to define a little bit what do we mean with gamification. It's kind of a broad word and, and we also know that there, there could be looked upon as a trend in, in, in the industry. So um, I have actually a suggestion to, to utilize, and there are many uh, definitions, but why don't we, uh, we, we go for this one? Uh, gamification is using game-based mechanics, aesthetics, and game thinking to engage people, motivate action, promote learning, and solve problems. Uh, so I think uh, some of the keywords in that definition um, uh, would be, uh, at least how I see it, uh, to explore a little bit, what do we really mean with game-based mechanics? Um, is it any one of you that um, can um, uh, shed a light of what could be game-based mechanics? Or as, uh, as uh, we see, maybe part of the learning could be that. Or the total uh, setup. Is it anyone that wants to uh, explore that with me? I think very classic ones are uh, points and badges and so on. But I would actually like to stress things like having a storyline, stepping into a, a, a different reality, uh, actually solving dilemmas, having to um, make decisions of different kinds towards uh, some kind of, of goal uh, that you have together with the others and that you have rules that are set up that we actually know that there are certain specific rules and uh, ways of uh, engaging um, in a game or a, a game-based solution. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it looked like Osama was also wanting to throw himself into this. Uh, do you want to, to um, continue, Osama? I think it's really a good point that, that you mentioned, Anna, and, and, and I fully agree with everything you said around the, the narrative element and everything that goes around the creation of a of an experience or, or a game. I think what is interesting as well is, especially when you look at game-based learning programs, how do you integrate the, the learning design with the, the game design elements? Mm. Uh, and from that perspective, you have, for instance, great mechanics where you will have people that will go through a game or, or an experience, and, and the question will be, should we compete or should we collaborate to win, for instance? Um, but you will have other experiences where um, the question would be, should we just try to play to survive or play to win? Uh, and I think what is interesting with this kind of, of design elements that are uh, present in games and, and from a learning perspective is that it replicates what organization and, and teams actually face at work. And that's, I think that's, that's why um, you have some, some good results from, from these kind of learning experiences, I would say. Because I, I could also tap into what you are saying. It, it could be a dilemma here. Should we compete or should we collaborate? Uh, in the design or in the mechanism, uh, at least the thought goes into competing and, and winning, uh, so to speak. Or, or is it uh, too easy to, 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 to use those paradoxes? And I think the, the key might be that in, in a game, I am free to make the choices that I want as a, as a player with my team. Um, and I think this is something that 
might be replicated and should be replicated in, in any kind of game-based learning environment. Uh, we're not forcing any player, any learners to make any decisions. We're giving them an environment in which they can experience, in which they can try things. Now, depending on what they do, they will either perform or not perform in, in the same way that, um, that you have a, a performance in, in the game. And I think it's quite important to just frame it that way of creating the environment in which everyone can make their own decision and see the consequences of their own decision from a, a performance perspective. Mm. So creating their, their environment to, 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 to make the choice. Patrick, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, I think that what what Osa was was referring to the the design. Uh, how do you design so the the learning design uh, and the, the the game design? Therefore, or wh whatever we are talking about, is very important. And and I think up to now, most games, if we only talk about games and not about learning, um, do have this uh, uh, sort of head-to-head -head competition type of uh, situation or, or uh, starting point. But it doesn't mean that that gamification and, and, and these types of games with a learning intent uh, need to have an uh, sort of individual-based competition. But of course, there's, there's something about that, and, and we know for from executive uh, uh, working with executives that, uh, that that there is this drive to compete and uh, how we use that that motive uh, in in game based learning is is quite important i think um and and we i i think we see a lot of this um collaboration so it might be that you uh, you thrive as an individual, but not at the expense of the team or the group or the organization. So we can, what also was was referring to is that the design that if we design the whole thing in a way that supports and actually rewards collaboration, then we get a different type of uh, game or game-based mechanic. And I think that's that's quite important, and, and I, I would like to very much stress, emphasize the the collaboration point of view here, mm. because we see that it it promotes learning quite a lot, and this new type of uh, organizational culture mm. that many are are driving for. Mm. Anna, what do you say? Uh, yes, uh, I agree completely with what uh, both Patrick and us are, are saying, but I I also think that. Um, Playing games, if you're not playing against only the computer, it is a social activity. So uh, it's uh, hopefully, if it's designed the right way, it's supporting you uh, to learn from others as well in that uh, in that setting. So I think at the end of the of the day, you do need a relevant content. If the if the concept and the content isn't relevant for the one playing, it, they're going to get uninterested and bored. And then, of course, how you're setting it up. To, to emphasize the right things. Like you're saying, Patrick, uh, emphasize the collaborational side, uh, drawing from each other's experience and also reflecting on what you actually did. And I think that's the big difference when you look at just general games and uh, games for learning and development, uh, because you're driving other issues, other questions, and they could still and should be interesting, fun, emotional, Really engaging, but they do have a core of conveying something 
that it's not necessarily so in a traditional game. You might just play for the sheer fun of it, right? Uh, or the excitement. Uh, so I think the purpose of the game is, uh, is really important uh, when you design it. What is it we're trying to achieve with it? Uh, and what is the setting for the target groups? Yeah. Mm. Okay, I I I, uh, I want Usama to to add on to that. Mm. Just just one thing that that to, to bring on what you said, Anna, because this is so spot on, and and this is, I think, almost obvious for 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 us, maybe maybe not for everyone who's who's listening, but I I think a key element of a gaze based learning program is the integration and the reflection or or the debrief uh, with the the participants, and uh, I think there's a question to be asked of can a game by itself be, be a learning um, element? I'm not 100% sure. So whether it's done through a debrief or, or helping the participants process and reflect on the behaviors and, and the choices that you made and, and see how can you apply it back into the workplace for performance improvement. I think this, this is integrated and this is part of the, of the game-based learning program compared to uh, a game that you play on your, on your PlayStation where you just have fun. And I think this is the, the key, Anna, with that. Um, that you were talking about that I wanted to, to emphasize as well. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I do think that uh, when it comes to um, um, the continuation of that we cannot only have a, a game, but we also need to add on components and, and you are talking about the design uh, is it, very crucial. So I want to, to, to continue with the design and what is it that is different from a more traditional uh, uh, learning solution. What is the the push and pull and the driving factors? Maybe you can you can tell me how how would you say it's different when it comes to to uh, design and drive uh, the the learner in a more I guess uh, both time crucial and also a little bit of a, a stressful moment when when the learners are sitting there. What, what is uh, again uh, important to 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 think of when when you are designing it? Anyone wants to continue that because I think it's um, important. Maybe a lot of questions in 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 one, but um, I think the interactivity, being active, uh, being explorative. Uh, I sometimes comp compare it with with theater. The people that are uh, participating, they are on stage, they are actively driving the process, uh, they are in focus, uh, not the facilitator, not the game, the, the participants are in focus if you created a good uh, simulation or a good game. Um, and that's where the drive and the energy is. Uh, and I think that's the big difference that in traditional learning, sometimes the one sending is, is kind of uh, in, in focus. When you have a simulation or a game or a gamified uh, experience, you are very much in the driving seat. Uh, the mm -hmm. participant is in the driving seat. That's where the energy is. That's where the activity is. Okay, so if, if I understand um, uh, the difference here could be that if we talk about the Kolb learning cycle, then the actual experience it's often starts with experience in the in 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 that model as well. But you are saying that you are putting the person into that experience. That is maybe maybe it's a simulation, but it is crucial that the participation in that experience in in some way 
uh, are, are crucial for driving the learning? Or, or how do you look upon the, the experience that, that um, the person is uh, experiencing? Yeah, Patrick. No, I, I was going to say that, yes, in, in a sense, how do you make it interesting and engaging and, and, and something that you, you want them to be hooked? You, and, and, and there needs to be something that is of interest. And I think what we said earlier about the storyline, there needs to be a storyline and, and there needs to be a problem to be solved. Uh, I mean, in a, in a strictly uh, speaking, if, if you were talking about games and not this sort of business uh, learning type of things. So in games, it's, it's, you have to kill somebody <laughs> and, and earn points with that. But uh, luckily, we don't kill anybody in business, hopefully not. Um, but the, but there, needs, there needs to be a problem to be solved. And, and in the game design, we need to sort of uh, define the frame and the storyline. So this is what we're going to do. And uh, we could even go beyond a simulation or a game that you, you sort of create um, cr create that, that question or problem, uh, which is solved in the, in the game or simulated environment. We can even take that out and say that you do it in real life in your team together uh, with your colleagues or together with a customer. So you you, you kind of take that gamification and, and, and put it in, in create that experience, as you said, you, you immerse the participants in the, the, mm -hmm. the real experience. And that creates, because then it's real life, you just make it in, you, you kind of put borders that, and, and frames across it that this is the problem you need to solve in order to sort of move forward. And at the same time, they learn, they might earn points, uh, and you could do all, all sorts of things. But I think uh, to, to follow your, your line of thought, to, to put the, the, the participant, the player in the center, so to say, instead of the teacher in the traditional sense, is trying to push some information or knowledge on you. And uh, it might go completely off because the, the the learner is not uh, at that level or even interested or could care less uh, about that. So you, you, you kind of create a, an environment where, where learners are really, they, they, they do become interested in, in solving something that maybe doesn't even have a perfect solution or, or a clear answer at least. Hmm. Anna? Uh, no, to build on what Patrick is, is saying, uh, irrelevant dilemma something that is a real challenge and uh, that you need to, to find a way to, to, for, to move forward on. And possibly doing that together, you also have to interact with others in order to make that decision. It may not only be you making that decision, but you're doing it together in that social environment. And that's reflecting the day-to-day -day life that, we're, that we are in, all of us working in an organization, that we have to solve problems together with others. Uh, and, and that can be both a help and a challenge to do it together, uh, right? And you do want it to be a help. So how do, we, how do we practice making decisions together? And that's where games and simulations are excellent. That's exactly what they uh, can help you do, to do that, as you said before, in a safe environment and do it again and again until you understand what is it that is driving this decision? Why are we making it this way? And how can we make easy, uh, smart decisions together with others 
utilizing the, the competence that we have together as a group as well. Mm. So I think that's really where core of, of the, the possibilities in, in, the, in the game or simulation. If we then take um, the, the, the crucial point of uh, uh, wh where we arrive from having that uh, experience together, we have done the game, uh, how can we ensure and secure that the transfer of that new skill or the new competence that you acquired, maybe during 60 or 120 minutes, how can that be, so to speak, proven being uh, useful when I come home as, as a learner to my work environment? Is it any, any proof or any research uh, uh, proving that? Or, or is, are we still uh, in, in a gray area? What, do you have uh, looked into that, Patrick? And, and uh, is, it, is it so that we can say that yeah. it is more efficient? Yeah, we can take uh, the the easy uh, easy way to answer that would be, for instance, the, one of the well-known language learning apps, Duolingo, uh, which has engaged with uh, researchers around the world that to do academic studies on the effects of uh, of Duolingo's way of learning languages, and and they have uh, oh, there's evidence research pointing to the, the fact that uh, Duolingo is, an, is a more effective way to learn new languages than the traditional classroom type, um, type of learning. And, and, and for that, uh, I applaud. I'm, a, I'm also a fan of Duolingo. I, you know, I mean, disclaimer, I have nothing to do with the company. Um, but do, do like that and, and take that as a model of you know, how to set up a game, you know, how, how do you make language learning into a game? Um, and and quite frankly, it's I think it, it works. There's no 100% guarantee ever of anything. And, and uh, for me, we if we switch the reverse that question and say, how does traditional uh, executive learning, um, how does that translate into to um, effective uh, improvement in, say, leadership or any other. Um, and, and we can say that, well, there's very little uh, of, of the transfer. of Say that you, you as a manager go to a workshop for two days and then come back to work and you're, it, it has been a thrill and, uh, and nothing happens really. 5% of that learning is, is uh, transferred onto the workplace. And 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 I think with with gaming with simulations we can we certainly increase that I mean that we can say uh, also scientifically uh, but it it won't be hundred percent of course uh, in 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 any case so so reversing how much better is it with gamification and I I think that we can we can certainly say that it's well it is it, it is significantly better but um, but we can't know. Uh, how much and and 100% uh, will never be be the case. And one more thing, uh, I wanted to say that the, the, the traditional answer, the man, I mean, as as a as a learning facilitator, is what what we brought up earlier is that the the reflection together is an important part of transferring uh, any type of learning to your own 
uh, own workplace and and uh, your team. So so by by doing an activity, having a learning experience, you have to reflect. And I think even the Kolb learning cycle has has that as a part. Thank you, Anna. Do you want to add on? No, just a bit on on how do you actually get this to happen? How do you get effects of this when you get back to your to your setting? Well, one way is to keep playing and keep exploring. Uh, to space this over time so it's not one off and then you're kind of <laughs> uh, just moving on as before I think that's really important to do spacing uh, and and to explore over time uh, I think it's also uh, important to connect it to the context that you're getting back to uh, to have uh, maybe your managers have done the same thing your colleagues are exploring the same things are doing the same things so you get to reflect together uh, moving forward uh, and of course, if what you are experiencing and learning in that setting is extremely different and not supported when you get back to your day-to-day uh, -day environment, uh, I mean, that's going to be a real challenge. But I would think one of the most important is to um, not have it as a completely different activity, but how can you maybe play, keep playing? keep exploring going back to that experience uh, over time with your colleagues and and uh, your peers in your organization i think that's one way um, and also if you design the solution in a way that you can recognize the situations you can come back to that and you can actually reflect on that like us was saying keep reflecting with your peers mm. Osama, do you want do you want to add on a last thing around that? Yes, I'll I'll, I'll try to be um, to, to be quick on this. I think there's, and I won't claim this is research based because there's a lot of research about about everything. So, um, but I think there's there's a lot to to get from the work that has happened around behavior change because at the end of the day, that's that's what any kind of learning solution is trying to. To drive like the return on investment is is the actual behavior change for performance improvement um and maybe not going into why game-based learning might be better than, than traditional like what we know for sure now is one of the reasons why traditional learning solutions are not working or are not delivering the results that organization want is because after the actual classroom session or after the actual learning experience uh, people forget, uh, they go back to other priorities, there's nothing that's happening, so it's everything that, that Anna and, and, and Patrick have uh, mentioned before. There's a couple of things that happen in a game-based learning program that you don't have in a traditional uh, learning setting that I think make it a little bit better. And the first one is th this idea of, of shared learning experience and collective memories. Um, and this is one of the reasons you... you you remember to be careful about where you work is because maybe you remember that you felt when you were a kid. And when you have a game-based learning experience, you have this shared learning experience with colleagues that is highly interactive, highly engaging, that is fun. And you will remember, you will remember why you performed so highly or why you didn't perform. And that will be something that helped you create common language and, and some kind of collective memories within, within the team. And I think this, this leads to the, the second element of this idea of, of instant learnification. In, in a traditional classroom training, at the end of the day, you don't know what you have learned. You, you got knowledge, 
you still have to go and apply it. And sometimes it's it, it, it's a bit, or you will be afraid of applying it and it's not a safe environment. And what is a fail? Um, in a game-based environment, it's safe. You actually already applied the learning somehow and, and you see the direct uh, consequences of, of, of the behaviors that we want you to, to demonstrate back into the workplace. So you, you have this kind of instant learnification on why you should be doing it and you already have tried it. So um, it, it's what I would say, it puts you in a better place. It doesn't solve anything and you still need to design a learner experience and, and make sure there's application and, and, and reinforcements. Uh, but at least I would believe that yet yeah, you start in a better place and the, the likelihood of, of you actually changing your behavior because of this collectively shared experience and instant notification would be higher than in a, a traditional theoretical classroom training. Mm, interesting. Uh, Anna, do you want to? No, I just wanted to just build on <clears throat> what uh, Us is saying there, uh, that you have already made decisions. You have already tried, tried out certain behaviors, maybe a num number of times in that game or simulation. And also what Us is saying on feedback. That's what a lot of people lack in their day-to-day -day work situation, is feedback on uh, my decision here. Was it Good or bad was it uh, was it actually what we wanted or not and i think that's a really strong point that you do get instant feedback uh, and feedback also from those that are mm. with you in the game and from the maybe the facilitator if there is a facilita facilitation driven uh, solution mm. so so i just completely agree yep mm. And before we come into our two last questions, I, 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 won't, uh, I was a little bit uh, intrigued by what you said was in the beginning, that maybe the younger generation is expecting this to happen uh, in the workplace when they, when they, when they start to work. Um, but are we sure about that? How, how is, is this a, a thing for the younger generation uh, or, or what is your expectations? Also representing a little bit the younger generation today uh, here in this discussion. Uh, do you have any view on that? This is maybe one of the biggest pushback we can get from clients on how would this be received by C-level executives. Um, I can I can only share my experience facilitating game-based learning program with with, with C-level uh, executive in any organization, and the reality is that. They might be starting the experience with the arms crossed in the first five to 10 minutes, but if the narrative is engaging, um, if you are taking them with you on the journey, um, something will happen that links to what you said earlier, Patrick, which is this uh, instinct to compete, to play, to win, to have fun. Um, and, and they become like anyone else because this is just human nature. Everyone wants to have fun. Everyone wants to engage with others. Everyone wants to compete and win and, and uh, you know, have a, a high score. So um, what I see when I actually facilitate game-based learning program is that it works from everyone. Um, and I think there's, there's something else to, to add to it that, that links to the previous question. It's, um, it might actually be quite interesting to do that with, with C-level executive or senior leaders because at some point in your career, I don't, I'm not convinced that you need more theoretical knowledge. And there's already a lot of knowledge everywhere with books and uh, digital learning online and podcasts and videos. Uh, what a game-based learning program does is it, it puts you in a situation where you have to do now. 
know, and now we're not going to be talking about what you should be doing theoretically is what you have been able to do. And because you're in a some kind of time pressure and a little bit of crisis management, um, are you still able to be the best leader you can be? Or are you going to forget about everything and come back into your default behavior and forget about your colleagues and, and, and just drive for and, and compete for the win? Um, and, and that's something that is quite interesting to do with, with senior leaders. Um, and of course, it works for, for younger generation as well, I would say. Mm. Thank you. And your your viewpoint on this, Patrick? I, I'm I'm agreeing and and only adding that uh, if if the C level or the so older generation is not picking up on this, it's it might be that uh, the the game or the simulation is uh, is badly designed. It, it's not it's not. I mean, if it's a good design, if it's a relevant question, dilemma, problem, challenge. Uh, that anybody will be engaged in that and solving that. We, we, uh, I think our test working with um, senior leaders in, uh, in 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 the sort of mining engineers, uh, really, uh, I mean, old guys basically. And uh, if if they get really thrilled with with uh, with gamification, then then we know that hmm. you know it, it's not an age issue really. And to add one more comment to that, uh, I, I think at least the smart ones, those that really want to drive companies forward, regardless of age, but especially if they're more senior in terms of age, uh, they know that this is coming. They don't want to miss the opportunity to learn new new stuff and to know what you know what's coming up next and what what does the next generation need uh, and, and want. Mm. And, and uh, uh, let's come back to to um, to the because I'm interesting to to hear a little bit maybe from the Asia perspective as well. I mean, there is a risk that people actually expose themselves too much, and if not losing their face, but uh, becoming very vulnerable in in in, in a, a more intensive gamification situation. But but let's let's uh, take that answer or that discussion in the last question because here I want everyone to. Uh, short and sharp, uh, tell me uh, and the listener, what do you think, uh, in line with what I said, just, what do you think could be preventing this, if we call it trend, to, to continue to grow? Is it anything that hinders or preventing this? Uh, um, anyone wants to start on that one, Patrick or, or Anna? No, I can start. Um, I think habits will prevent it. Uh, I mean, again, we're, uh, games and simulations are good for uh, changing habits and behaviors. Uh, I think it may be a habit not to play games in a learning and uh, development uh, context. So I think that would be the, the greatest uh, challenge to break people's habits. I mm -hmm. usually say that you need to try it. If you try it, you would probably get hooked if you're trying the, the right setting and something that is relevant for you to do in this setting, uh, because the relevance is there again. If it's not relevant, it doesn't make and it doesn't make sense what you're doing. It, it's never going to work anyway. So the concept needs to be strong in the and how you're applying it. Um, and what would make it right? I think everyone can play a game, right? A good game everyone can play. So I don't think it's about a I think it's about and, and uh, where you are in the world. I think it's about mindset. And what we do want to foster in many organizations is to have the, the ability and the 
confidence to to act and to make decisions and uh, take that challenge on and i think that's something that we do want to foster and that's why i believe in gamification moving forward because i think that's something that a lot of organizations do want to promote that mm. behavior that way of, of operating to be on the action line and not on the on the sideline to actually play the game so uh, what is preventing this uh, train trend of gamification to um, uh, to um, to to continue to grow i i think what what anna said is 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 quite spot on and i'm not sure i have much more to to, to add to it i think there's there's this risk of losing face by bringing something that's new that's different that's haven't been tried before and and why would i need to take this risk and 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 that's the the change of habit that is required for for, for this to happen like you mentioned Anna, and, and that is a big risk for anyone signing the check or 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 implementing a rollout internally and that's that's what we need to be mindful of when we, we try to um to to sell or 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 give these kind of solutions um there might be another element where there there are a lot of things that go under gamification and there's a lot of great things and the reality is that there's a lot of terrible things as well um, that are just by game company or by people who are not really you know learning designers and 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 i think this confusion may be about what exactly is a game-based learning program a good game-based learning program and what exactly can it deliver to my organization and my learners uh, that that's that's preventing it um as well on top of the uh, the difficulty of, of changing habits and behaviors internally. Yeah, I, I think one additional point that might be preventing uh, use of gamification is uh, too heavy focus on technology and, uh, you know, any any type of, so that we, we only focus on the, the, the platform and the app and the, the technology instead of really thinking about the learning design and also the reflection, the transfer, and and what what is happening with the organizations, with the teams, with the individuals. So, so I think that if if that trend continues to only focus on technology, which I don't say see as a big uh, threat, but but still, that might kill the enthusiasm. Uh, Anna, yeah, you want to continue? No, I just thought building on what both uh, Patrick and Luz said that uh, having a really bad experience here can, of course, I mean, I think a crucial thing is to have the experience. But if you then have a really bad experience, that, of course, could could kind of tip you in, in the wrong direction. Because there are really great things out there to be explored, but there are also things to be explored and, and find out that this is not up to par, right? Mm. So I think that's a, you have to try it, you have to do it <laughs> and try it out because I think the proof is in the pudding and actually trying it out. And um, uh, why don't we go to Osama for the ending uh, question then? Uh, and and leave us on a high. Uh, what what do you see? What signs do you see that this is actually a growing trend that we will see more of gamification uh, in the future? The the opportunity here, um, I think, is with what is happening with COVID nineteen. Um, what what I hear from organization right now is this idea of dehumanizing. Um, any kind of relationship. You have people that go on a Zoom meeting and you have Zoom fatigue and you're losing this kind of, of, of uh, belonging and sense of, of being part of the team. Um, it, it's, it's what I would like 
culture fading. You know, if you think of an organization, culture really happens in the water cooler moments, at the pantry, in the hallway, not when you actually work in a, in a project. And what a game-based learning program can provide learners with, um, especially when it's done right and it's done digital, is a better learning experience, is the ability to connect with people that are sitting elsewhere, you know, in other offices, in other countries, have a, an experience where we have fun, where we engage, and where we learn something. And, and I think this is maybe one of the, the, the biggest opportunity where, where we can, um, that we can see right now, because with, with COVID-19, there is a big question about ensuring the learner experience um, for teams, not just for individuals, because you have a lot of things for individuals, but for teams, uh, how can you create a digital collaborative human learning experience? And that's what a, a game-based learning program can do um, in, in the, the situation we are in right now. Thank you. Anna, do you want to look upon the positive side no, of I, the growing trend? Or? Yes, I, I, I think I can almost only see the positive side. I see that this is a, a growing area. I see there is a huge interest. Uh, I have been where my company has been in this business for 30 years. We just see an acceleration of the interest and where we maybe saw skepticism before. We don't see that anymore. We th think it's it's a huge uh, drive. And, and uh, I think uh, the learners are also expecting to be involved and co-create and be engaged uh, in a completely different way. And I think they are going to tell us and show us if mm. we don't uh, support them in the learning and exploration that they want and need. So I, I think they're, they're actually going to uh, be voting <laughs> with what they chose, uh, choose and what they want. And they're going to tell uh, us and the organizations about what they uh, feel are supporting them in in their work and i think uh, gamification in different ways is, is really strong there mm. so uh, yeah i'm okay. super positive uh, in this field and area yeah so patrick you will have the last answer and the last word on this one from talent miles and from yourself wow big responsibility <laughs> uh, i think uh, what will support this is uh, i agree with the uh, with the guys here, us uh, and Anna. Um, and I wanted to add that I, I think when we see the more effective results in terms of organizations' behavior, um, that, that, that will push uh, to, towards using, using gamification more. And I actually, so, so I, I don't see that many um, threats to this trend. Uh, I, I see, as Anna said, uh, <laughs> only positive, almost all, almost positive um, trends. But uh, I, maybe, a, yeah, I, I would like even even challenge this um, idea of you can make mistakes in a safe environment which is, is more a traditional simulated environment. So you simulate, and obviously you, you can think about flight um, pilots uh, in the simulator. It, they don't crash the plane for real. That's a very good thing. Uh, 
uh, or nuclear power plant, uh, the, the reactor, the, so you can operate and try different things, what you can do without uh, severe consequences. But in most cases, I'm a big proponent of this experimentation mindset. We, you do small tests, experiments in the organizations. It doesn't really matter yet that if, if you do mistakes. It's actually a good thing because you learn a lot from mistakes. So gamification, what we have uh, tried and test, tested and, and seen very positive experiences and results is, is that th through gamification, we can have people make real-world experiments and even if they fail, you know, the, the learnings are huge. And that aspect, I think we will see more of. So trying to get rid of this, now we're in a game, how do we transfer that to the real life, uh, real world? So, so removing those barriers is, is, uh, is something that we work hard on. Um, but that's, I, I think that's, that will increase also the use of gamification elements in, in uh, in all sorts of organizations. Mm. So, uh, with those words, I think I want to, on behalf of Talent Miles and myself, to thank you sincerely very, very much to, to invest time with me to, today and to, uh, with each other. And um, saying that um, if gamification would be to win or lose, I think that we have agreed, all of us, that it is not about playing for winning it is actually uh, much more complicated and the design of a, a good gamification solution is, um, uh, is much more than just win or lose. So with those words, uh, thank you everyone and um, uh, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Talent Miles Talks podcast produced by Talent Miles, the company using digital approaches to create more dialogue and learning in teams and faster change in companies. Learn more at www.talentmiles.pro.